Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Yes, I took another break. Well, obviously, I took another couple weeks off to recharge. Sometimes, folks, sometimes you just need a little bit of downtime. A self-imposed timeout. And sometimes, sometimes, you just need to unplug from the crazy. Take a breather. From the insanity that's out there these days. Even though on this podcast, we're here, we're basically here to laugh and have fun with it, mock the hell out of these people when we can. But even then, I do still need to take a step back from time to time. And of course, happy 4th of July. To everyone out there, at least those of you who don't hiss and recoil at the American flag. And I can't believe, as a random aside, I can't believe in our little town here, they actually put the American flag up and down Main Street. And I only say that because I can just see all these hysterical white liberals around here after they get done making sure the diversity sign they put in their front yard, of course, to virtue signal to all the other hysterical white liberals, of course, to assuage their white shame. But after they get done making sure their diversity sign is polished and still standing tall, They go out in their Lexus, their BMW, their Tesla, get on Main Street to go over to Whole Foods, go to Preen at the Whole Foods. Oh, look how wonderful a person I am with my reusable totes. They get on the Main Street and they see the red, white, and blue and they just hiss when they see that. Like when they see a pickup truck from New Hampshire with a Trump bumper sticker on it. They hiss almost as bad when they see that. And they're probably in line at the Whole Foods bitching to their neighbors about the flags. Oh, that is so disrespectful to the BIPOC folk. And their neighbor, also suffering from white shame, Also wanting to virtue signal. Wanting to show how down for the struggle they are. They'd respond loudly, of course. 
so everyone in the checkout line could hear them. Oh, it's very disrespectful. The U.S. flag is a flag of oppression. How dare they? See, folks, that's what I have to live with around here. A creepy ginger fetishist for a BFF and these dopey white hysterical leftists playing woke. They might all be liberal, or a good bit of them anyway. But at the end of the day, and I've said this quite a few times now, at the end of the day, screw with either their property values or their kids' education, and you'll see just how unwoke they get. Like, like that. Speaking of dopey and ginger, though, and this was from last Friday and Saturday, but how's this from Boston.com? Review and set list. Ed Plagiarist Sheeran proclaims Gillette Stadium his favorite place to play in U.S. I bet he does. John Mayer opened the show after singer Khalid pulled out due to minor car accident. Talk about knowing your career is in the toilet. Talk about your best days career-wise are behind you when you're the opening act for that dopey ginger Ed Plagiarist Sheeran. When you have to open to a stadium full of hysterical suburban moms whose lives are so horrendous, whose husbands are such losers that the highlight of their existence on this planet is to go to an Ed Plagiarist Sheeran concert, fantasizing that that dopey ginger, who even white boy Malcolm X, with his sickening ginger fetish, who even he wouldn't bang, but these hysterical suburban moms fantasizing that that dopey ginger is banging them instead of their loser husbands. Someone else must have said that. This comment of his they're referring to. Someone else must have said at some concert venue somewhere, Oh, this is my favorite place to play. Because that plagiarist Sheeran, like that was an original thought from him. Oh, please. Who the hell does he think he's fooling? And as a random aside, I guess he must have won that court case. The one, we talked about it, probably a couple months ago at this point. But he had this court case, of course, for plagiarism. We don't call him Ed Plagiarist Sheeran here for nothing. And it was during that court case where Ed Plagiarist Sheeran, he threatened to take all his toys and stomp home. He said, and I don't have the direct quote in front of me, but he basically said that if he lost the case, he basically hang it up. He quit writing and performing if they found him guilty of plagiarism. 
Although I guess maybe possibly he could have still lost. Not that I care enough to bother to look it up. Like he'd ever give up the attention in Benjamins. No. Even if it's only from suburban moms, some queens in there, tossing a couple of tween girls. But he's not going to give up the attention, even if he loses a court case or two. Princess isn't that dumb. Not going to shoot himself in the foot over that. And if you went down to Gillette Stadium this past weekend to watch John Mayer and Ed Plagiarist Sheeran here, I already know you definitely had fun with that. From Pink News, those girls over at Pink News, Ezra Miller, harassment order lifted, Star says they were unjustly targeted. I'll tell you what. I call this one when it happened last year. Ezra Miller here. They getting charged. I think it was the second of these kind of charges. The first was it had something to do with Ezra here. Him like trying to groom some teenage girl. Allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe trying to groom some teenage girl. And with this one, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe him acting inappropriately, whatever the hell that means, but acting inappropriately around a, get this folks, a non-binary 12-year-old child. Of course they are. Ezra probably just forgot the pronouns or something. Oh, he's acting inappropriately. And he was also accused, in addition to acting inappropriately, of harassing the family and brandishing weapons during their meetings. Which to me... I'd be like, if Ezra Miller showed up to my house for a meeting and brandished a weapon, now it may just be me, folks, but I would think that would be the one and only time, the last time Ezra Miller was invited to my house. But not with these people. They had at least a couple of these meetings. And each time, Ezra brandished a weapon. And they kept having him back. At least according to this article, that's what happened. He brandished a weapon. They brought him back for round two. And maybe a few more times after that. I'm sorry. I just don't find that believable. Guys acting out like that, I don't care if he's a celebrity or not. You don't invite him back to do it again. And last year, when all this was going on, like with the grooming charge, I was like, it could be true, but what kind of gay guy 
tries to groom an 18-year-old girl. Not one. None of them. And I know Ezra here. He's playing pretend with his super special pain in the ass gender identity with his super special pain in the ass pronouns pretending that he's some needy heterosexual kid with a personality disorder. But let's be frank here. Let's be honest here. I don't know who the hell he thinks he's kidding. But Ezra Miller is a big old queen. He can run around with the pronouns and the non-binary garbage. But Ezra Miller is a big old queen. He may be able to fool some people, but he ain't fooling me. Like all you bisexual men out there, pretending to still be into women as you go out, get banged by half the guys in Los Angeles, and you know who you are. You may be able to fool your girlfriends, but you ain't fooling me. But anyway, this thing getting dropped, this harassment order getting dropped, does not surprise me in the least. Not that Ezra here, not that he's an angel by any stretch of the imagination, but some of this stuff, yeah, no. I'll believe it when I see it. Oh, goody. More pronouns. How's this from Fox News? Michigan House passes bill that can make using wrong pronouns a felony. Finable up to $10,000. Under the new bill, intimidating an individual in regards to their gender identity can result in prison time or a $10,000 fine. Not that anyone really cares about Michigan these days. No offense to you folks in Michigan, but that state, it's not like it's at the forefront of anything these days. It's basically, if people are talking about Michigan, they're generally making a comment about what a dump Detroit is. Michigan is the Harvard University of States. Decline. It reeks a decline. I mean, here, if you don't believe me. How's this headline from Bridge, Michigan? Can Michigan defuse its population time bomb? The short answer, no. And that dope of a governor, Gretchen Whitmer, who I call the Wicked Witch of the Midwest, another hysterical COVID Karen, locked the entire state down, except for her and her husband. Those two got to violate her COVID lockdowns. But those idiots in Michigan, after putting up with all that, they re-elected her. They were dumb enough to keep her in office. So you know what? 
They get the government they elect. They get what they deserve. But with this story, the Michigan House passed a bill that criminalizes causing someone to feel threatened by words, which according to some legal experts could make it a felony to intimidate someone by intentionally using the wrong gender pronouns. Offenders, if found guilty, could face imprisonment for not more than five years or by a fine of not more than $10,000. Now, the word intimidate here, that is defined as a willful course of conduct involving repeated or continued harassment of another individual that would cause a reasonable individual to feel terrorized, frightened, or threatened, and that actually causes the victim to feel terrorized, frightened, or threatened. The bill also specifically addresses sexual orientation and gender identity or expression as protected classes. Yes, of course it does. Now, as we know, folks, to hysterical, spoiled brat leftists, silence is violence. Words are violence. So if some needy heterosexual kid with a personality disorder, if they come out, declare that their super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns are zizir-za, and you don't call zir-zir, you generally get one of two responses. Oh, you're trying to erase me. That's one of them. The other, of course, oh, you not using my preferred pronouns is literal violence. Yes, of course it is, princess. Which I guess is what this bill is meant to address. Because if someone is so unhinged that they think that silence is violence or that words are violence, not using their Super special, pain-in-the-ass pronouns. How could that not be seen as a threat to certain people? Normal people, people with both feet grounded in reality, a threat, a threat is, I'm going to punch you in the face. Violence is getting punched in the face. But to a hysterical leftist, not calling them Zeer or Face Self or whatever deranged pronouns they make up, that is violence. And in Michigan, that is a threat. They will lock your ass up, fine you up to $10,000 if you don't play pretend with all these weirdos. And since you all in Michigan, this is what you voted for, you have fun with that. From CNBC, Grinder went public seven months ago. Here's what's happened since then. 
Well, as I said on Twitter the other week, what's happened, and this is according to my whore friend in New York, my friend who's basically the Ronan Rubenstein in New York, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, the Ronan Rubenstein in New York. He goes out, gets banged by half the guys in New York, and don't feel too bad for him, folks. Me calling him a whore. He owns that crap. I could call him a whore to his face, and he would just laugh. He owns it. He's a man whore, and he owns it. But what's happened on Grinder as of late is ads for gender-affirming care, butthurt transgenders demanding gay men lust after them, and tons of weirdo heterosexual kids with personality disorders and silly pronouns. A gay hookup app overrun with transgenders and queer kids. Oh, how stunning and brave. Which I guess is probably why their stock price, which started out at $36.50 a share, that's now down to about $6 a share. So in other words, suckers to whoever bought any of that garbage. And how's this for some user stats? They have about 13 million active users every month. And the average user, get this folks, is on Grinder, 58 minutes a day. So I guess that answers the question. How long, on average, does it take to find a hookup on Grinder? About 58 minutes. What? What do you want over there, princess? Oh. Good point, sir. For a change, very good point. White boy Malcolm X, folks. He thinks that 58 minutes, that could also be, that could also answer the question, how long, I guess on average, how long does it take until you give up looking for a hookup on Grinder? I guess I was assuming if you go on Grinder looking for a hookup, you're going to get lucky. Well, white boy Malcolm X's theory is the opposite. He's such a cynical queen, folks. You're on there for 58 minutes. Don't get lucky. Then give up for the day. Oh, and lastly, they want to turn Grinder into what they call a gay super app. They want to leverage the engagement level that 58 minutes a day, either getting laid or getting frustrated to do other things on the app. Like, for example, building out part of the platform to focus more on dating. Yeah, right. Who the hell do they think they're kidding with that one? Oh, I'm on Grinder to date. Yeah, right, princess. Another one. 
You ain't fooling anyone with that nonsense. But you have fun pretending to do that. From the U.S. Times Post. Disgraced RE teacher had sex with pupil 15 at Scott's High School. That's right, folks. For the first time ever on the Miller Frost podcast, we have ourselves an international teacher bait story. It's not just a U.S. phenomenon. Some horny high school teacher, ah, not that fresh teacher bait, seducing that fresh teacher bait, making sweet, sweet love to that fresh teacher bait. Now we got one in the once Great Britain. And the horny high school teacher in question, that would be Jacqueline Millar. She is 36. And she is accused of tapping some very fresh teacher bait. He was, well, I guess it was right there in the headline, but he was 15 years young. Gross. And here's the kicker. Well, one or two kickers. But the first one, of course, Jacqueline here, she was a moral studies teacher. She taught religious, moral, and philosophical studies. Of course she did. Which reminds me of that last horny high school teacher we talked about who was a former Teacher of the Year teacher. Of course she was. It's always the ones they put up on a pedestal who pull this kind of crap. Or in this case, of course, it's the religion and morals teacher who gets busted banging some pimply-faced teenage boy. And so with these two, they went out for about seven months She's sexting him on social media and texts, giving him free orgasms in her car, in her home. And since I guess they wanted to mix things up a bit, banging him in the school. But, but it all came crashing down like it always does, which brings us to kicker number two, the end. So she has him over to the house one day, I guess to give him another free orgasm, and those two get into it. They start to have themselves a little lover's quarrel, and I guess it didn't go so well, so she had to call 911. Or I guess in England, they have 999. But she had to call Popo out. Because her underage boy toy, her fresh piece of teacher bait, was having himself a little man-child fit. I don't know why she just didn't put him into time out. Give him a spanking or something. But she called Popo which is about as dumb a thing as you can do. 
banging a high school student and having the police show up. So he gets hauled away by Popo. And what do you think he does? He returns the favor and throws her ass under the bus. Tattletales about all the free orgasms. So then she gets hauled away. Her ass is now in trouble. A lot more trouble for banging some fresh piece of teacher bait. So ladies, again, even though I know you don't want to hear this, never, ever, ever, ever get a boy to do a man's job. Remember, ladies, more Sebastian Stan, more Matt Loria, more Dan Reynolds, and his sweaty abs, less little Timmy with two chest hairs. And for our last story, I knew you folks in Florida would step up. I knew that you all, watching places like Kansas and Ohio, roll out the crazy, watching them showing Florida how to be a Floridian, that you all, you'd step up at some point So how's this from the smoking gun? Cops. Sex toy thief caught pink-handed. Vibrator fell from suspect's pants while he was being collared. As police were busting him, a small pink vibrator fell out of the pants of a Florida man. Damn straight a Florida man suspected of stealing an assortment of sexual aids, otherwise known as sex toys, from a Target store, according to a court affidavit. And that's how you know it's a Florida story. Only in Florida would a Target sell sex toys. Well, other than the Target in West Hollywood, and you queens out there know what I'm talking about, But other than a West Hollywood Target, only in Florida would a Target sell sex toys. Responding to a larceny call Monday afternoon, cops confronted David Romero, 46, as he sat in his Dodge Ram near the Target in Palm Coast, a city about 25 miles north of Daytona Beach. While the handcuffed Romeo was being placed in the rear of a police cruiser, a small pink vibrator fell out of his pants. Not out of his pants pocket, folks, but out of his pants, which means it probably fell out of his ass first. This item was later revealed to have been stolen from Target, cops reported. A subsequent search of Romero's truck turned up an assortment of other stolen goods, including Trojan and Skine condoms, Hello Cake lubricant, and Promiscent, a Climax Control Spray. Jesus Christmas. A spray to help you last longer than 30 seconds. Really? 
Save yourself a couple bucks. Just think of Whoopi Goldberg naked. Problem solved. A Target loss prevention officer told cops that Romero hid the items in a piece of shapewear that he did not scan at the self-checkout line. When asked about the Target merchandise found in his truck, Romero claimed that the items had been in his vehicle for days, which is totally normal in Florida, driving around with sex toys in your car for days. Police added that Romero further stated that he was going to use those items today on his wife because he was working all day yesterday and he could not celebrate Father's Day with her. I bet she was thrilled when she heard that. She was probably like, Better than what you can do for me, honey. Romero, who lives eight miles from the Target store, was charged with a misdemeanor. No kidding. Another Floridian misdemeanor for allegedly swiping goods worth $187.23. Damn. That's a lot of sex toys. Romero is being held in the Flagler County Jail in lieu of $3,000 bond. And he'll stay there if his wife is smart. In addition to the target matter, Romero is facing two other pending theft cases. No doubt both of them are misdemeanors. One of which involves five separate shoplifting incidents at a Walmart in Palm Coast. So he's stepping up his game a bit. Moving on from Walmart to a Target. And no, white boy Malcolm X. I am not doing a reenactment about a guy with pilfered sex toys. A Floridian with stolen sex toys. We'll save that for another time. So on that note, since I cannot top this creepy Floridian stealing sex toys in a Target, even if he claims he was going to use them on his poor beleaguered wife, since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this July 4th edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your week, a good start to your weekend, and we'll see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care. <laughs>